People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. This is The Goose Call. The juice of the goose. A podcast for our Goose Creek School District. Thank you for listening in on our Goose Creek CISD podcast, The Goose Call. Today's topic is on the hearts and minds of many, the return to school in the fall and COVID-19. We know everyone has a lot of questions and we want to try to answer as much as possible over the next several days. So sit back as we interview key people who have insight on our safe return to school plan. We will start this three-part podcast with Dr. Randall O'Brien, our superintendent of schools. We are here with Dr. Randall O'Brien, our superintendent of schools for Goose Creek CISD. How are you doing, Dr. O'Brien? Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. All right. And we have some questions for you regarding the safe return of school in the fall. Okay, so I'm going to start off with asking you this question. What are the state guidelines for school districts opening in the fall? If you were to give just a quick overview, what are some of those guidelines? Currently, the plan is, uh, as advised by our local health authorities, is that we do not start school until after September 7th. That's the current plan. And of course, all the CDC uh, guidelines and recommendations that were put forth initially are still in place. Social distancing, wear face mask, wash your hands. We'll have, you know, hand sanitizer stations and things of that nature throughout the school. What factors impacted the district's decision regarding, you know, our personal plan with virtual learning for three weeks and and pushing school back to the eighth? Well, I think whether you're referencing the board's decision and or any executive administrator's decision, my decision, it's always focused around the safety of the students. You know, we want our students to be safe while at school. Uh, Followed very closely thereafter is the safety of our faculty and staff, everyone included. So that's been the primary focal point is how can we do what we do, which is to educate children uh, and do it in a safe manner where everyone's kept safe. So here's the next question. So as we as we return to school in the fall, even though it's going to be a transition, what are you most excited about as we start up this school year? Well, I think I'm the same thing everyone else is to see students. You know, um, back in in spring break. We didn't go home for spring break thinking we wouldn't see our students again. And so for the class of 2020, my heart breaks. Uh, We miss you immensely uh, and celebrating all those end of year activities. But what I look forward to the most ultimately is just seeing students. So that's the most exciting thing in line with that is just getting our faculty back in in action and seeing them and seeing the work that they do is tremendous. Uh, There's not a greater hero in my mind than a teacher that has survived COVID-19 and and stayed with it, stayed focused on our charge. Our charge is to elevate our students' education and to elevate them through education. And I've seen nothing but one teacher after another after another work diligently to ensure that every single kid has opportunity. We know that a lot of our parents and our family members and our students have concerns. And as we all know, there's people on different ends of the spectrum. Some some are not concerned at all. Some have serious concerns. And then there's a lot of us right in the middle. Um, What's one thing that you would say to the community as far as uh, a parent who has anxiety or concerns in sending their child back to school? Well, primarily that if there is a safety measure that can be taken, Goose Creek will take it. We're looking at every feasible possibility to ensure that, that every campus, every site that a student travels 
and comes to is a safe environment. You know, the CDC makes recommendations and guidelines. I would say that we will live up to those guidelines and exceed them. When we discover, and I think a lot of the safety measures will come after we start back because we will discover what needs to take place beyond what anyone could foresee and forecast. So we will begin to implement more measures in place. But what we'll be facing this fall, just to follow up on that question a little bit, is a much more planned, prepared, organized, and structured delivery of instruction. For example, primarily students will, uh, even virtually, be following a synchronous model. The synchronous model will enable teachers to check roll every period of the day. Uh, just like they would if they were face-to-face. And that's one of the increases to fidelity and quality of instruction is knowing how many children are in the classroom following that curriculum at that given point in time for that teacher. We'll have some asynchronous instruction as well that will follow up and allow for the flexibility that some of those classes require, such as longer than one period. Uh, Your your, uh, extracurricular and fine arts are commonplace to extend well beyond a class period, so we'll allow for those classes to to take place as well. So I think that the quality of instruction primarily is what I want to address is will be much higher than it was even in the spring, even though I felt like we did a wonderful job adapting and, and reacting with a well thought out plan in place. Uh, I think our parents can uh, trust that their children will be getting a quality education. All right. Dr. O'Brien. Thank you all for the opportunity to come and sit in and visit with you just a little bit about what's going on in Goose Creek. And uh, I look forward to getting the school year underway. And yes, it's going to be unusual. We are here with Karen Thomas, who works in the district office for Goose Creek CISD. Karen, we're so glad to have you with us here. Can you let us know your title and your job responsibilities and some of your roles within the district? So I'm an area executive director, and I work with different campuses in the district, with teachers, with principals, helping them to improve instruction and make schools a better place for kids. Tell us a little bit about just an overview of the plan for for elementary and junior high and high school. What, what, What will the instructional plan look like for our kids this year? So the plan is similar for all three levels, but they each differ a little bit, you know, because kids have different needs the older they get. For the first three weeks right now, the school board had, has asked us to do all virtual instruction. So teachers are going to be on a computer station. Kids are going to log in in the morning. The teacher will teach. Kids will participate. They'll be able to ask questions. But after that, then students will have the option to come to school face-to-face. And things will be a little bit different then because it will be a teacher will be teaching. And there'll be kids in the classroom. They'll be hearing other kids' instruction. Our elementary kids, they're going to go through their pretty much their full day. Our junior high kids, they're two sections. They're going to be divided up. We'll have a morning group and an afternoon group, and they're going to do five classes. They'll do their four core classes and one elective in the building, and then they'll do what we call asynchronous at home. Their other, there'll be two more electives, and they'll do that work from home. Our high school kids are going to do an A-B schedule, so they'll have half their classes on Monday, and then they'll do some asynchronous work, and then the next day they'll have their other four classes, and then they'll do some asynchronous work at home, so that they're really going to be working on all subjects every day. They just won't be all face-to-face, and that's kind of the plan right now. Of course, it changes daily as the state makes changes. Yeah, and that kind of leads me into my next point. What are some of the um, state guidelines that are driving decisions? So originally the state told us you have to do face-to-face. Right, uh, right now the, the guideline is we, we have to offer face-to-face instruction and we have to offer virtual. So parents have to have that option. And they did say for the first 
three to four weeks of school, and that has changed, that we could just do virtual. Originally, that was not an option, that we could not just offer virtual instruction. And so that's the big driving force behind how we develop the plan. Of course, we also have to look at the safety protocols that the state has in place, the CDC has in place. Harris County Health also gives us um, guidelines on things we have to follow. I know that some districts have opted to go to -to face-to-face at the start of the school year. Goose Creek has opted to do virtual instruction for the first three weeks. And like you just said, that may be extended. Why do you think that decision was made? The school board is very, very concerned about about Mm -hmm. safety. And they've had a lot of input from parents. They've had a lot of input from teachers about how can we successfully put that many people in one building and it'd be safe for everybody. And do we have the staff in place to make sure we sanitize the building? Do we have the the materials to sanitize? You know, do we have face shields? Do we have masks? Those kinds of things really are, are really the, the, the driving force. And our, and our school board, they, they really debated on it for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. It was a difficult decision to make. And they just felt like if we waited the three weeks and we did virtual, that bought us a little bit more time to find out more about the virus, to look at the spread, you know, is that decreasing? It gives us some additional time to to really make sure we're making the right decisions. And I, I think that was the driving force behind the school board decision. It, it's all about safety. It's how can we, we make things to be the most safe for students and for our staff. I'm just, just speculating here. So as a parent of three kids who, who did online learning last mm-hmm. year, it was extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that for my wife and for me, it was very stressful to, to keep up and to get them to do what they needed to do and and to manage that. I'm wondering if the synchronous learning will actually be less stressful because there's going to be more structure. What do you think about that? So a lot of the stress that I heard from parents was, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach this information to my student. So they're not going to have that anymore because they're actually, there's going to be a teacher teaching. I think the stress part for parents is if I have to be at work, how, who's going to watch my kids? Mm-hmm. Th- those, some of those pieces are not going away. Um, I think that the part about actual learning might be easier, but, it, but there's still going to be that piece of mom, I don't understand mm-hmm. how to do this. And the teacher can't sit side by side with me and model it for me. So I think that parts of it are going to still be the same amount of stress as they, that, that they were. But I think some things will be a little bit easier. It's just like I said, it's just a lot of pieces to think through. Yeah. Um, and of course, we would love every kid to be back in school in a classroom learning from their teacher. That's that's what we would love. But, you know, it's just we can't make that happen right now um, because some people um, don't feel safe. So let's say that there's an issue where where a student needs to quarantine mm-hmm. or let's say that a student's showing symptoms so they need to stay home. Uh, and, and it's while we're going to school face-to-face. So when they go home, are they able to pick up online or are they just counted absent? Do we, have we, do we know what that's going to look like? So if they're too sick to work, they, they can be counted absent. Okay. But if they're able to work, then yes, they'll just pick up with their, their learning online and then um, they'll be able to you know return. That's a little bit different than me choosing to be virtual or choosing to be face-to-face. Okay. Um, if I get sick, then then we'll handle that a little bit differently. And that's a really good point that you bring up. We're still required to, to comply with a compulsory attendance law, which means kids are still required to be in school every day. I feel like I understand a little bit better about how we're going to move forward in the fall. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Okay, so Steve Custer, welcome to um, our podcast. We have a lot of questions for you. You work in the field of technology. So go ahead and give us your, your title and what you do for the district. I'm Steve Custer. I'm the Director of Educational Technology in Goose Creek. This is, I believe, the start of my 29th year. We've had a lot of parents that talk about the district's ability to provide and have the technology to accommodate online learning. Is there a plan in place to get devices in families' hands? I know we did that last spring. What, what does that look like for the fall? Great question. We provide them all with iPads, uh, every student with an iPad. High school will be the same way. Just they'll keep doing what they were doing last year. Elementary, it'll be kind of a need to know. If a parent says, hey, I need a device, then we'll provide them with a device. We had a big, I guess you could say, variance from the students who needed internet in our district. We did a poll, and thankfully we've been doing that poll for the last couple of years as part of an online registration and said and asked the parents, do you have internet at home? And we had about 88% of our parents say we have internet at home. And uh, we've purchased some hotspots if, if they're needed, and we'll be putting out information on how the parents can get those if they need those. That's awesome that we're providing hotspots. I think that's going to be a real resource for parents who don't, who don't have internet. You guys did an awesome job at providing support in the spring with your call center. We had a lot of parents utilize that resource, and we still do with online registration. Will your team continue to provide that support? Yes. I would think that we're probably going to man it like 8 to 5, 8 to 6 most of the time. And and I know parents were very appreciative of that. We had parents call. We had teachers call. Uh, we had grandparents call all the time, say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this technology. Can you help me? Uh, we had kids call. My last question um, really involves the training piece. So is your team going to release additional training for parents, for students, and for our teachers? Great question. We have invaluable resources on our EdTech webpage, and you can go to the Goose Creek webpage go to departments and then look for educational technology and you'll see just a plethora of information. We're actually adding a page right now just for the parents. A ton of information and videos that Lori Roberts and most of our specialists have put out there showing our teachers how to use Google Classroom and parents can watch those too. It's it's very useful for them, but we're also going to add a part for that's going to be student and parent specific. Okay, Steve, well, your team has done an outstanding job. You know, in the spring, we know that it was quick and you guys had to, to roll out so much in such short notice. And we appreciate that. And we're look, looking forward to seeing how the fall plays out with virtual and, and hybrid. And, you know, we're really excited about it. So thank you for all your hard work. A special thank you to Dr. O'Brien, Karen Thomas, and Steve Custer for providing insight on the very difficult decisions our public schools are facing today. Tomorrow, we will hear from our benefits coordinator, Stephanie Myers, our nurse coordinator, Nurse Patricia Pena, as well as the director of transportation, Rick Walterscheid. Stay tuned and thank you for listening to The Goose Call. Interested in advertising on our podcast? Visit the community tab at our district website, gccisd.net.